When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Bombshell Business Podcast, where driven women in business learn how to become more bold, brave, and unwaveringly confident. Feel empowered and challenged through inspiring stories and tell it like it is advice for business, life, and leadership. Hi, and welcome back to the Bombshell Business Podcast. I am your host, and uh, I just want to talk today about this little talent puddle because it is little. It is a puddle and I'm not going to get into the why or the how or anything like that. I just want to help you out because you're putting job postings out there and they suck. So let's just cut straight to it. Right. I mean, that's how I roll. (laughs) So that's what we're going to talk about today is three steps to creating a winning job posting. So, um, we're going to talk again about my velvet machete brand strategy. You know, we can never leave that behind. We are going to talk about what makes a bad job posting, my three part system, and then what makes a good job posting. And then, um, we'll talk a little marketing one-on-one and, uh, see if you can maybe make your job ads a little bit sexier, maybe a little more distinct maybe a little more attractive for people who are looking for a job because they are out there. Okay. So first let's talk about the velvet machete brand strategy. So at the very tippity top of this, we have your personal brand. So when you have a company full of very strong personal brands, then you have strong leadership. You have people who are very influential and they are very much aligned with who they naturally are. They attract the right people and opportunities to them. That's what you want a a company full of very strong personal brands. When you have strong leaders, then you can actually have a strong employer brand. We could have a whole other episode. We could have 10 episodes on employer brand. Um, That's a lot of the work that I do is how do you create an internal environment that people actually want to come work for and they want to stay working for. How do you attract and retain top talent? Well, it's not with a foosball table, okay? (laughs) That's not how it happens. But you do have to have strong leadership, strong personal brands leading this strong employer brand. And then guess what happens when you have happy people working on behalf of your customers? What do you think happens with the customers? you have happy customers, which creates a strong business brand. And then you create more revenue and then you can invest in your team members. And then you have this whole cycle that goes on. Now, for those of you who have been living under a rock and listening to my podcast, or you're new to the podcast, then let me remind you of what velvet machete even means. The machete cuts to the chase and the velvet wraps that message in a way that's appealing to your distinct audience. So Every aspect of this brand experience, if you have a personal brand, you have to be able to capture people's attention and you have to be able to 
work with and influence people in a way that's compelling to them, right? Platinum rule, not golden rule. Golden rule says treat others the way you want to be treated. That doesn't exactly work that great. We need to treat other people the way they want to be treated and still standing in our truth and standing in our brand. So the, the machete, that part is, this is me. This is my brand. I need your attention. And then the velvet is, but how do you need to receive this message or how do you need to be influenced specifically? Okay. So, um, that applies with personal brands that applies with employer brands. You have to capture people's attention, but how you're going to recruit for a marketing role is going to be different than an it role role. So you have to make sure that you are applying that velvet on that machete and same with the business brand. I mean, hello, capture people's attention. Again, I talk about this all the time, whether I'm on stage, I've said it on the podcast several times. Nike is Nike is Nike. It's just do it. It's a hard hitting brand, but None of that changes, right? Machete. This is who we are. However, how they put the velvet on for a soccer mom interested in your athleisure wear, that message is going to be different than the message that they're sending to a performance athlete who is going to want performance wear to shave a second off their time, right? So just to kind of recap this whole experience here, the velvet machete brand strategy, Personal brands, strong personal brands lead a strong employer brand and a strong employer brand always creates a strong business brand. Okay. So let me give you an actual example of um, a job listing that I found on LinkedIn. Okay. And um, I actually do business. I know this sounds crazy because you're like, what's up, bougie Amber? But I do business in the construction industry. Um, super fun. So love it. Okay. Um, male and female owned. So I decided to pluck one out. None of my customers, because you know, they're not going to have terrible <laughs> job descriptions or job uh, postings. This is the about the company part. Build your future. We are pleased that you're interested in our company. Every project starts with a team of dedicated employees. We're looking for individuals who are eager to develop their skills and apply them together to create the buildings where people play, work, learn, and live. I mean, that just couldn't be any more vanilla. You could take that and literally plop it into any construction company across the United States and it would fit. Like who cares what, what compelling thing, what machete did you use to capture my attention? What velvet did you wrap on that in order to speak to me in a compelling way that's unique to me, the person who wants to apply for this particular company? Listen, it's just a bunch of matchmaking, okay? That is super vanilla. So let's go on. I'm going to have to blow this up. So those of you watching on YouTube, y'all. So this is for a project manager role. PMs and APMs are very... um uh, in demand right now, we will say. So I'm going to read this to you and your, your ears are going to bleed. Okay. The project manager leads, directs, and coordinates the day-to-day management of the project. This is literally their job posting. This is the ad for the job that they want people to apply for essential duties and responsibilities leading the development of high-performance teams through supervision, training, coaching, and mentoring, ensure regular feedback is shared with the staff including timely completion of employee performance appraisals, manage and develop assigned staff towards maximum job performance and career potential, develop and improve upon assigned client relationship, fostering a quote, trusted advisor status, understand and administer company contract and subcontract agreements, provide leadership to positively influence change, promote companies involvement in the community to help strategic 
build strategic relationships and to embrace a community in which we live and work, foster and enhance architect, subcontract and vendor relations, establish, update and communicate the master project schedule and manage its implementation, may work with pre-construction team and development of project, manage budget and financial reporting, interpret and analyze reports to ensure adherence to project budget, manage the quality assurance, quality control, QA, QC program, provide leadership and risk evaluation, contract negotiation, fee and pricing decisions, understand, comply and advise others on companies' business ethics and compliance programs. <gasps> Demonstrate high standard persona, accountability, and integrity. Mentor staff to the same high standards. Manage and oversee field operation engineering processes and procedures. Drive competencies to team on requirements for insurance, labor relations, and employee relations. Drive enforcement of safety protocols by the project staff. Work with finance to initiate the pay application process and follow up to ensure payment is received in a timely manner. Keep management informed on progress for project and budget thir- through regularly scheduled operation review meetings. Support and drive utilization of various company initiatives. Promote and utilize Emerging technologies and innovations to support companies' sustainable competitive advantages provide leadership to foster an environment of diversity and inclusion. We finally got to something that actually sounded interesting. So here's the problem with that. Why, Amber, did you just read that entire thing on your podcast? Because that is the amount of time that somebody who is on their Indeed app on their tiny little phone That's what they're reading through. And you think that that's going to suck them in and make them want to apply for you? Like, what was all of that? It was a bunch of blah, blah, blah. And my eyes are bleeding even trying to read it. So whether you believe this or not, there's, you know, the whole, we have a shorter intention span than a goldfish and people say that's not true. And how do you even measure that? But it was done at Harvard, whatever. We can all say that we have very limited attention spans that we know. And so instead of doing something that is just uber vanilla and no offense, if you like vanilla, but vanilla is just very safe and it's not exactly exciting. We need to figure out for this particular role, for this particular type of person we're trying to attract, how do we put the sprinkles and the cherry on top and maybe the crushed nuts and maybe it's caramel topping instead of uh, chocolate syrup. You have to think about how are you going to dress this Sunday in order to attract the person that's going to like that. You're not a banana split person, then don't sell it a banana split like, okay? So if we know that that is terrible, terrible, and it's not going to work and people's eyes are bleeding and I ran out of breath just trying to read it, then what do we do? Here is my formula. Write this down. About you, about us, about the position, And then the boring stuff about you, meaning we want to tell you about who you are, the perfect person for this role. We're going to speak to you first. This is advertising marketing 101. We don't beat our chest about how amazing we are. We talk about you and your problems, and then we talk about how we can solve those. That is marketing, PR, branding, all that good jazz. Okay. So the same thing applies. You are marketing a position. Gone are the days where people are showing up with a resume in hand. This is a very um, kind of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Quantity type thing. Like, do I want this job? Well, if I apply for 30 jobs, maybe I might get an interview for one. So again, tell me about the person who's applying for this position first and then tell us about you. And please don't make it vanilla. Please be very interesting about why it'd be compelling to work for you. And then let's talk about the position. So this is who we're looking for and this is who we are. And here's the job. Does that sound like it's a little bit out of order? Maybe, but if I don't know if I'm a fit for this job or this 
company, this family I'm about to join, the family rules I'm about to have to go by, does it really matter if I'm screwing in a widget or if I'm selling something, if I'm not a fit based on how I'm wired, based on the type of work environment that I want to be a part of. So here is a different example. This is the about you part. Are you a sociable and organized professional who enjoys a fast paced environment and gets satisfaction from being supportive? If you're usually the first to offer a helping hand to a colleague in need are detail oriented, cooperative, and precise in your work, keep reading because this job operations assistant role would be perfect for you. We are not looking for a yes person. In fact, we love pushback. We need someone who will carefully weigh all the available options and help our small but mighty team keep moving towards our goals with a strong follow-up. This position directly reports to a visionary who is undaunted by risk or failure. Let's see if I can talk. You will support an innovative, influential, daring, and direct professional with a remarkably high tolerance for taking chances and who has a lot of irons in the fire. You will be the glue that keeps this operation together, ensuring deliverables are met and no balls are dropped in an environment where priorities must be juggled. If you're still saying this would be perfect for me, then let us tell you about what it is we do. Keep reading. Now, your brand personality might not be that playful, um, but as you can tell, if I'm reading this and I'm the type of person who loves to be needed and I love having competing priorities and I want to be sure that every, like I'm the behind the scenes person to make sure everything is on track. And that's how I've always been through my entire life. I'm sucked into this job as opposed to let's go back, build your future. We are pleased that you're interested in our company. Seriously. Okay. So we're not going to do that. So we talked about the candidate. Let's talk about us. This is my company, by the way, Amber Hurdle Consulting empowers companies to strengthen their brands from the inside out through talent optimization. We do this in three ways. Number one, by working with leaders on their personal brands so they become self-aware and see and harvest the greatness in others. Number two, by using a scientific repeatable method to recruit, retain, and inspire top talent, amplifying world-class employer brands. And number three, by leveraging strong leaders and a best places to work environment. So happy employees are serving happy customers, ultimately elevating their business brands. We love people data and are certified in blah, blah, blah. Um, well, I, I'll just read it all the predictive index and the fascination advantage assessment. So we help match our clients, people strategy to their business strategy with the remote work environment and flexible hours. We cross industries such as hospitality, healthcare, construction, real estate, insurance, and financial services, beauty spot, and more. It's never a dull day at Amber Hurdle Consulting. You can check out our culture here to learn more. Now, if I am interested in those type of things, then that is a hell yes to me. If I'm uninterested in branding or people or, uh, people data or self-awareness or any of those things. And that's a hell no for me. And I can move on. That's the thing. We talk about this in marketing and branding. And I always say this when you're creating your website is that you want people to land on it and say, yes, this is for me, or no, this is not for me. Like within 30 seconds, you want to turn people away as much as you want to attract people. So now we've got somebody super excited about this open position because, oh my gosh, it's like you made it just for me. And then you get very granular. Notice that I pointed out with a remote work environment and flexible hours, 
And then I talk about the industries that we work with. Okay. And of course that's not extensive, but that gives an opportunity for that person to say like, yeah, I can really align with this. And then I link to the culture so that they can be very understanding of what the expectations would be in terms of the family rules. Now, this is what the job could really be. This detail lover who dots I's and crosses T will. So on my job description, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17 dots. Okay. (laughs) 17 bullet points. Nobody wants to read all that mess. Okay. So what we do want to do is we want to advertise the five to seven key areas of responsibility. So instead of listing those 17 things, instead, I would list this detail lover who dots I's and crosses T and crosses T's will interact with external stakeholders, including speaking and consulting clients, as well as sponsorship, affiliate, and joint venture relationships, manage projects and administrative backend of all Amber Hurdle consulting offerings, update CRM, email marketing, and SMS marketing software. Support Amber professionally and sometimes personally for travel communications and scheduling. Act as backup support to our PR and marketing coordinator with social media website and podcast updates. Now, once you have that person in the interview, or maybe you could even link to like find out more, you would talk about the day-to-day, but you don't need to advertise the whole flipping caboodle uh, duties as uh, assigned, like nobody needs to know all of that. Just what are those key areas? Obviously this for me, um, for this particular position is they act on behalf of me and they make sure that when I go out into the world and I do what I do, that I have somebody to hand things over to. So all of the back end stuff happens, right? So I don't book a speaking engagement and then do all the details. I book a speaking engagement and then I work on the content and I make sure that I'm ready And I get up on stage and I deliver it and I do whatever book signing, or um, maybe I do a breakout session or I do laser coaching or whatever it is that I do while I'm at the conference or the event. And then somebody else is handling all the behind the scenes stuff for every customer moving forward. Otherwise I would never get anything done. So it's really important that they understand like they are the other side of me, but I did not give them the 17 bullet points. Now here's the boring stuff must be available however many hours a week, primary working hours are from X to X, must be available to occasionally help with events or projects on evening and weekends, dependable transportation, uh, blah, 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 proficient in Microsoft Office, Google Drive, um, must be comfortable working in internet-based applications with social media, we're software heavy, and then listen to how this is framed, okay? If you made it this far, you must be interested. So, This is the important part. We have to have a CTA, a call to action. Think about when you're online, scroll down, click here, hit next. The interwebs tell us exactly what we're doing next. So if you want somebody to take a specific action, then you have to tell them. So it might be natural where, you know, like click apply or, um, you know, go to indeed, or if you're already indeed, then there's, you know, a natural um, process there or Facebook job ads or LinkedIn ads or whatever that is. Um, or if you want somebody to like email you, then you would say, send your resume and cover letter detailing why you're the right fit for this role to whatever email address. And then for us, this is really important because we do personality assessments. Like if I'm consulting with you, I have to have my data. 
like, you can't ask me to go to war without my weapons. <laughs> so like, I don't tell you how to do your business and how you get things done and what machines you're going to use to produce your widget. I use people data. Otherwise I can't help you mobilize your team to move forward. So it's a very important part. You will be asked to complete a personality profile to help us understand if you're a great fit for this position, or if your dream job is waiting you for you through another opportunity because fit to hire that's what we talk about all the time. So if this person doesn't like to have competing priorities and, and they want everything to be the same every single day, and they're not super social and they need to be told what to do all the time. And they're, um, someone who is just really loosey goosey about the rules. Well, that person is not going to be a fit and they're going to be frustrated in this role. So we just need to make sure that that's clear. So I'm giving them a heads up. So as you can see, it was about you. We got them super excited. Like, oh my gosh, this job was made for me about us. Be compelling. Talk about your competitive advantages. I have a remote work environment. I have a flexible work environment. And then I want you to, um, talk about the position only five to seven of the key areas that this person is going to be responsible for. And then you can flesh out the rest in the interview process. And then the boring stuff. Now, part of the boring stuff could be, um, and we'll get into this a little bit more because we're going to break all of this down. Part of this could be like regulatory things. There could be, um, there's things that um, websites like Indeed require that you disclose. So let's talk about that. Now in marketing, and when you are marketing a position, nothing changes. There are the four P's of marketing, product, price, place, and promotion. And this was um, Dr. McCarthy who created the four P's of marketing mix in 1960. So that again is product, place, I'm sorry, product, price, place, and promotion. So what does that look like in the job description and in this job ad? First of all, let's talk about the product. Who's your ideal candidate? Does the current candidate landscape offer this position or are you hunting a unicorn? This drives me nuts. It happens all the time, but people want somebody to have all of these different talents and then basically have all these different behavioral tendencies and like a kind of person who's going to be super detail oriented and like in the weeds of Excel is highly unlikely going to be the same person who is going to sell millions of dollars every year. Okay. That's not to say that a million dollar salesperson doesn't know how to use Excel, but the person who like really loves being behind a computer all day is not going to be your big game hunter salesperson. And yet we create these roles where we want somebody to go out and sell millions of dollars and then do admin work that you could actually give to somebody making a lot less money. Not that they're less important, but the job is administrative and support. So go let them go do what they're great at. Don't try to hire a unicorn who can do all the things. Okay. What messages or what messaging will increase interest in this position and your organization? What about your product? This job is interesting. And how should the job duties be modified to increase the likelihood of hiring success? Sometimes we need to carve off a piece of a position and give it to somebody else in order to make this position more appealing for the type of person who is going to be attracted to it. Okay. And then who needs to be involved in crafting the job description? And that could be an incumbent, somebody who's already in the role, they're hitting it out of the park. It can be the person who manages that role, a manager once removed, an executive over the, over the role, and um, always make sure that you include an HR representative when you're doing this, okay? Just to even look at it. So now let's look at price. 
So we have the product. This is what we're trying to sell to who, right? Now we need to know the price. So you need to do your market research. Um, if you've done a salary study, if you're a larger, um, you know, maybe a medium sized company, but you can even do a salary study by just talking to your peers in the industry and also understanding right now that just because, um, like, especially with remote or hybrid work environments, just because somebody is working for you, doesn't mean that their cost of living is the same where you are actually based. So you need to look at, you know, what is the competitive price for this role? And then also understand the competitive total comp total comp. It's not just about the salary, right? It's about the benefits, about the perks and about the bonuses. So when you put all that together, if somebody is looking at another job and you match their 401k and you pay for all of their insurance and you pay for like their tools, for example, to go back to construction, or you pay for those type of things. And then they're going to go to this other place to make a dollar more an hour, but their insurance isn't paid for, and they have to supply their own tools. Well, how long is it going to take you to, for that $1 an hour to pay you back for all the tools you just had to buy? Like you have to present things in total comp so that people understand the choices that they're making. Um, and then, okay. So we have product, we have price, and now we have place. Why is your city, your state, your neighborhood, your building, your remote opportunity? Why is that the jam? Let's talk about that. What type of remote activities do you do if you're an all remote team? How do you bring the team together? Talk about your place, even if your place is remote. Do you have like a pretty cool building? Do you have like um, on site daycare? Do you have, are you walking distance from a park? Those are all things that you should promote because the employee experience, you have a gym. Oh my gosh, Rosso Constructors in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. They're a civil construction um, company and they are amazing. And they just built this new building. You should check it out. Um, you can look on LinkedIn. They've been posting about it, or you can go on their blog, on their website. And they have the coolest gym. I mean, it is so bad, Mama Jamma. They actually have their Rosso logo, like, um, embossed into like their free white benches. And y'all know I'm a gym rat, <laughs> even though I've been on the road and have not been at the gym for anybody who goes to the gym and listens to this and like, we haven't seen you at the gym, Amber. I, I get it. I'm, I promise I'm getting back in, but I, I love lifting weights. I love physical fitness. And that's something that they put a lot of time and attention on to make sure that their health is um, great for all their employees, not because they're trying to save money, although that's a benefit, but because they genuinely care about their team. Um, again, on the place, do you have a relocation package? What does that look like? Is travel involved? If so, what support comes with that? Like, does this person have to put everything on their credit card and then they get reimbursed? Do they get a company credit card? Do you have um, a travel agency that you work with? Do you have a coordinator in the office who does all of the travel? You know, these are things that when people are saying like, I can go over to this company and have, um, they're going to pay for my relocation. There's administrative support. I'm not going to have to do like a ton of expense reports. I'm not going to have to book all of my travel, or I can come over here and maybe make about the same money, but I have all of these other administrative burdens that I don't have to have over here. And they're not actually going to pay to relocate me. Now, which job do you think that person is going to take? So we have product. What is it that we have to offer and who are you? Why, why does that matter to you? Um, we have price understanding. What does the pay need to be total comp, all that good stuff. And then we have place. Why do I want to come work for you? What is compelling about your area, your, your building or your virtual space? And then we're down to promotion. So we need to talk about how are you going to promote this job? First, 
obviously the ad copy. Um, you always want to choose words that will help with um, search engine optimization. So um, keywords, long tail keywords, keywords are, um, you know, project manager, long tail keywords is project manager in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, and then CTA, we talked about that. Tell people what to do next. What do you want them to do? Do you want them to apply? Well, you better say it because the way that our brains work anymore are very like, tell me what to do and I'll do it. Um, think about your online or print advertisement. If you're going to have a hiring event, um, if you're going to participate in another hiring event, like your college might have hiring events or your local chamber of commerce might have a hiring event or your local city or municipality might have a hiring event, or you can have your own hiring event. I'll tell you, um, Gaylord Hotels has like the most epic hiring events when they're trying to recruit people for the holiday season, because that's just like a huge season with Gaylord Hotels. There's ice where like Chinese people have like carved all these ice structures and it's like a whole thing and all kinds of stuff is going on throughout the hotels or the resorts. And so they have to have these big hiring events to get that volume to come through and to experience like what Gaylord Hotels is all about. Um, always think about employee referral programs. Oh my gosh, that is the best way. Like send your family out to attract more family. The people who are out having... Um, you know, dinner at a restaurant, if they got exceptional service, they should be able to have a business card or a QR code or something where they could be like, Hey, like I was really impressed with you tonight. And, um, you know, I really love where I work. And I think you'd be a good fit for that because your team is going to be out there looking for their future teammates, right? Like they don't want a bunch of people they don't like in there. They want people who are going to perform like them and then give them some kind of bonus. Like if this person stays 90 days, then, you know, you get $250 on your next check or whatever that looks like. Okay. Um, and then networking, obviously you want to network to promote your business, but you also want to network to make sure that you always have a steady flow of candidates of people who are interested in what you do. So when you go to a networking event or a networking experience online, don't just be talking about your products and services. Talk about how amazing it is to work with and for your company. Talk about like how great your team is. These are ways that you can make sure that people are like, oh, so-and-so has a really great work environment. I could tell you right now, which companies in middle Tennessee have great work environments and which ones are train wrecks. I can tell you that right now. So make sure that you're telling the story of your employer brand as much as you're telling the story of the external business brand. And then of course, social media, no brainer there. Okay. So when we are stuffing with keywords, we want to make sure that we are using descriptors of the ideal candidate. Um, and so you want to be thinking about what behavioral traits are required of this position um, at this point in your organization's history. Because if you're a startup, you're a fast growing company, you're probably going to need more people who can juggle competing priorities, who can go at a fast pace. Whereas if you're maturing as an organization, you might need more stabilizers, people who are wanting to do the same kind of work every day so that they can take the ideas that you have and then create processes around them and ensure that there is continuity and consistency in the business. Um, think about what personality traits would make someone successful in this role. What um, type of cognitive ability do they have? Are they fast learners or is it okay if every single day you need to remind them what their duties are? And that's not a, like, I, I don't say that in a, um, a snarky way. There are some jobs where, you know, here's your checklist, do it. And then it's done. That's okay. 
But if you need somebody to be able to catch on quickly and then, you know, maybe have a little less supervision, you need to be aware of that. And then make sure that you talk about that in, in the about you section, referring to the, about the candidate, um, what experience is expected and then what education certifications or designations are required. Um, and then the about us section, you want to describe the organization by honoring the existing branding and messaging that you're already using externally. I've said this before. PR and HR need to be BFF. Okay. What important information about your company culture values and perks would entice a candidate to apply? So for example, do you offer remote work opportunities or flexible hours? Do you have a great vacation policy or health benefits? There's companies now who have limitless vacation because what they've realized is people are going to take time off when they need it and they're not going to abuse it crazy how that works. Is there anything significant about your location? So for example, Nashville's an it city right now. We have country music. We have a lot of technology. Um, we have a lot of arts that are outside of country music. We have a fantastic arts scene. So those are things that you can talk about to recruit the type of person that you want to apply. And then do your current employees say that they love working for you? Well, use their testimonials in your job ads. Um, and also like on your job page on your, on your, uh, recruiting page, make sure that you have smiling faces of people who already work for you. And maybe videos of people saying like, this is what, this is how this company has changed my life. I think that's honestly just a little seg segue here. Um, one of my favorite things about working with the really powerful business owners that I work with is when I finally get to work with their team, like their frontline hourly employees, um, when I get kind of like, cause I usually obviously start at the top and then work with a senior leadership team and then middle management. And then if I've been with this company for a while, then I'll work with their um, frontline uh, hourly employees, hearing them talk about how the company changed their lives is so flipping rewarding. It is so amazing. Um, second chances times where they were given, you know, a short-term loan, um, the, the investment that people made in them, the training that they got, like the transformation that they had, like capture that. And that's not you. Like what's the word I'm looking for? That's not you taking advantage of somebody or like wanting to get credit for what you did for them. That's you saying like, this is a kind of work environment that we have. And so we only want people who roll like this. It's really more about protecting your employer brand and making sure that only people who are a fit are going to be the people who apply. And then also what makes your work environment unique? Um, you know, Chico's back in the day, I don't know if they do this anymore. Chico's that has um, Chico's white house, black market, and, um, oh, what's their sleep and lingerie. Um, anyways, whatever the, the other company is, they would have beer Friday. So I think it was like every every Friday at noon, like they had this huge cooler, um, where it was just full of beer or cider or whatever. And then everybody just went in there and they kicked it and they enjoyed each other's company. And it was just something they can look forward to, to decompress. And then they also had, um, where everybody got the day off of work as long as they were working, um, in some kind of community service project. And so like the whole company shut down and then people went out into the community and did that. So those are some pretty unique things that if you're the kind of person that would be attracted to that, you'd want to know. And then of course you want to create your job description. So we did about you, the person we've just talked about, about us, the company, and then you create your job description, which is 
listing the responsibilities of the position, and then circle those five to seven real items of ownership and just clarify those. Because a lot of those things are probably going to fall under a bigger title, like a bigger heading, if you will. So don't get lost in the weeds. And then the boring stuff section, what regulatory issues do you need to address? What legal disclosures do you need to share? Are there any seemingly obvious competencies the candidate must have to be successful that would otherwise be a deal breaker? Keep this list as short as possible. Make sure though, that you are disclosing anything that um, online job searching uh, platforms require of you read the fine print because they will kick you off of that in a heartbeat. Okay. So if indeed says you have to have these things, then you have to have those things. So don't take this literally. These are the, these are the sections that I think make a successful job posting, but you know, follow the rules so you don't get kicked off. Remember I am a rule breaker, but I follow rules that will cost me money that will um, cost me legal consequences or will cost me my health. Those are the rules that I follow. Um, And then very last thing, don't forget the CTA. We've talked about that. So again, to recap, we are going to write compelling job ads to put out into the world, not job descriptions that we keep you know, in files so that we can explain the exact duties, but job ads, compelling job ads. Step one, Section one is about you, the candidate, capture their attention, make sure that they understand that they are like, oh, you wrote this job ad for me, must be for me. Number two is about us, the company. Why are we a fantastic place to work? What separates us from the company down the street or somebody who's a competitor in our space? Number three, about the position, but do not do a laundry list of duties where somebody has to read it like a micro machine. This is so old. Oh my gosh, I just showed my age. <laughs> Google Micro Machine Man, if you don't know what that is. Um, a fast talker, if you will. Don't put blah, blah, blah down. Only the key areas of responsibility. And then you have the bonus boring stuff. Okay. So that is everything. Um, here's what I want you to do because you're not going to have the time to redo every single job ad that you have on the table right now. So I want you to select the positions that experience the most turnover or that you're hiring for most frequently because you're growing fast, right? So again, in construction, there's a lot of um, PMs, APMs, project managers, and assistant project managers, because as a company grows and they take on more projects, guess what? They need more project managers and assistant project managers. If you are a fast growing company, it might be that you need more salespeople, or it could be that you're a company and you're just experiencing a lot of turnover in a particular um, role. And so you really need to focus on getting the right person in that seat moving forward. So select the positions that are either experiencing turnover or that you're hiring for most frequently. Then gather your job description teams that we talked about and create the about you about the position sections for those positions. And then work with your marketing team on the about us section, because you want to be in alignment with what the external public is already experiencing. Because remember, this is going to the external public and your customers might be a good source of finding leads for these jobs for you. Um, And then once you have a job posting for the most critical roles, then work on each additional position in order of urgency until each position is properly marketed. Okay. I know that was a lot. 
but it really is not that hard. It's about you, about us, about the position and the boring stuff. And if you will follow this process over and over again, you will find that you will start to attract and recruit and interview hired onboard and retain solid people because you found who your ideal person is just like marketing. We have to understand who our ideal customers are. You have to understand who your ideal candidate is before you can market to them. Okay. I want you to email me what job position you are going to do this for first. Email me at amber at amberhurdle.com and let me know. And, um, and I might even send you uh, the formula for this if you want it. Um, maybe some of the slides because I don't have a worksheet for you, but if you email me, I might just go ahead and um, give you a link to this presentation that sometimes I do for different organizations. Okay. You can get through this time. I know this talent puddle is um, very, very shallow and it's very hard, but if you get the marketing right, I believe that you can um, certainly get the right people on your team. And of course, if you need help beyond what I just described, my team would love to help you. Um, we love our consulting clients. We love being a part of people's brands and um, to just walk alongside already awesome teams who are trying to elevate to the next level. That's our jam because we always like happy customers, happy team members, and happy bank accounts. That's how we roll. And I will see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Bombshell Business Podcast. Visit amberhurdle.com for more resources like show notes and check out the bombshellbusinesswoman.com to grab my book and download the free bonuses.